0: morning, this is Gaming Perspectives with... Saul. And Jolene. And today we're talking about what?
1: I believe we are talking about good RPGs for beginners. Okay. Now some of these we've talked about in depth in other episodes. So, but they're still, I think these are really good, solid entries into being able to play with beginners with no problems. A little short explanation of how the game mechanics work. Dice are explained, characters can be made, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you're playing.
0: I totally disagree with him, but that's okay.
1: What? That's ridiculous. Anyway, so my first game that I, I posited to you is Liminal RPG. Liminal is urban fantasy, which is kind of super hot, super popular for the last, what, 20 years <laughs> since... Uh, since let's say uh, shows like uh was it Supernatural have been out. It's been out it's been out a while. I think they ended, but it was like a what, ten, twelve year run?
0: Popular for some of us since we read Charles Delint in the nineties. Well,
1: okay. And then of course there's the popular Dresden Files and stuff like that. So urban fantasy has been around for a while and there's been shows Dresden Files had a year show and then now there's all kinds of urban fantasies on Netflix and I don't know about mainstream television, but I was just thinking of like.
0: Uh, well, there was always Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff.
1: Right. Like and Supernatural, which was on regular television, I guess. Then there's uh, other stuff that's a little bit more, maybe not so well known, like Winks, the saga, which I started watching a little that's while ago. a lot newer. Yeah. I'm just saying this, just right. very new stuff and very old stuff. Well, not old but older. But anyway, so Limino is a s urban fantasy set in England. So I I don't know how I got looked looked into I s it came across my Anyway field of vision and I bought it and it's actually a really neat little system and little neat little book. And there's all kinds of supplements for it. Now not all kinds of supplements, it's a couple of supplements. But what what I really like is they put out these little they they put out these little things they called case notes which for most people would be adventures and there's quite it's a called
0: f- case notes because it's a mystery game really oh, right
1: that's true that's true so I, I understand why they're called case notes but
0: i just wanted to make sure
1: for most people they're like small adventures i i really like them i thought they gave you enough meat on the bone to to run the adventure or if you wanted to expand on it and stuff like that
0: and you say the system is easy for beginners because?
1: Well, it uses a, a modified... Well, it uses a 2D6 system, which is popular by Traveler. And I don't know what happened. Somewhere in the, in the history of the gaming, they realized that you cannot copyright a game mechanic. So literally, you can use D&D's 5th edition rules mechanic, or the mechanic... And copy it, and you won't be under copyright infringement. Now, you only not,
0: mean the mechanic of rolling a certain kind of dice, right? right.
1: And adding or subtracting. Well, in this case, uh, with advantage or not. Well, I don't know advantage. Advantage is a word. So anyway, so so once that once that kind of happened, and maybe there was a, a what do you call it? A open gaming license was enact, enacted. But anyway, it uses a 2d6 system, which is really simple. You use 2D6 and you go over a number, a target number. Usually that target number is eight. And you add subtract number uh, points. Uh, or your attributes. Or attributes or skills that you have yeah. or special talents. And its I think it's super easy. And I really liked it. And even though I, I've said in the past that I didn't like Traveler, there was a couple of things I didn't like about Traveler. One was I found it a little bit boring, their world, their rules. And two... Uh, I thought the the mechanic was really too simple.
0: I thought that we were talking about easy games for new, new players, and well, Traveler yeah. is not one of them.
1: Well, no, you're right. I think a lot of it is just archaic language in Traveler in the original rules. It just, remember we were trying to make a character or, or whatever? Oh,
0: yeah, I, I do remember. Right,
1: well, all that has changed because uh, the creator of this game actually... Uh, Changed all the wording and stuff, so he words it. Uh, Paul Mitchner is the the creator or the author of uh, Liminal. Yes, I make sure I got that name right. <laughs> and he went through the book. He went through the the rules of Traveler and changed them and simplified things. And then when he when he explains the rules in his book, it seems just to m- make more sense to me, and it's easier for me to make more sense of it.
0: I don't remember him saying that he went through the rules of Traveler well, and changed okay, them. This yeah, is yeah. just in your head. No,
1: no, he didn't go through the rules of Traveler. What he did is he took the mechanic and that archaic speak of how to explain of how you use it and came up with his own ver- you know, way of explaining the rule mechanic or his, his new rule mechanic of the 2D6 system. I
0: think that's a better explanation.
1: And then for me, when I read his explanations and stuff on how the game is run and how the mechanic works, to me, it's much more, it makes more sense than the Traveler. There you go. Yes. So that out of the way. So characters are really easy to make. Uh, there's, there's these templates you can use. And I think the characters are really easy to make. They're not a bunch of stats that you, you have in other games. And all it is is stats. And then you have a couple of skills or a few skills. And then some, some characters have talents or special abilities and those are easily explained and it's really simple. I really like it. And uh, and like I said the the way you can make a character is uh, like I say is really easy to make. I think you could always like for a convention or something you could probably make have pre-made characters which would even make it even easier.
0: Well, and I would always suggest that if you're running for brand new people character yeah. creation is a is something that you may not want to do on the first game you might want to just have the characters like pre-made or mostly pre-made so that they don't have to go through the whole mechanic because even it might even be too daunting for someone to sit down and go oh I have to create a person to play
1: (laughs) I think for the most part if you're playing with brand new people and it's not it's not like a the start of a campaign, right? This is just like an introduction to RPGs, maybe for those people. I think the best thing to do is to hand them pre-made characters or pre-generated characters. When I made when I ran you guys through games, did you guys have pre-made characters? No, you guys made characters. I thought.
0: What games? Liminal. Liminal. You weren't playing with with new people, dude. That's true. <laughs> I believe that that Bay and Morgan could have picked any character that was. I think we just picked templates and I think and, you did and
1: went with it. Yeah. What's the whole thing behind liminal? You are a, a group of people who are usually somehow Oh, limited. Let me tell you the background of lim, liminal. So the basic concept of liminal is that you are investigators into the strange world of mythic England and only a certain people can have experience with that world. And once you have contact with that world, then you kind of see it again and again. And you are usually a group of uh, strange characters that could be a werewolf. You could be a, a changeling. Or you could just be a normal person that was exposed to the the fae world as it is. And people come to you to investigate things that normal police wouldn't do. So that's it. That's, that's the basic premise of the game. And you go on these... Uh, investigative or uh, mysteries and you solve the mystery. And so when I said that they have case notes, they have these little uh, adventures that are pretty easy to uh, to read and and they give you enough information to run a game. And it's pretty neat.
0: I would only suggest that you make sure the people you're pl- going to play with like mysteries.
1: You're right. Yeah.
0: Because I, I'm not sure that Liminal is a game for, for uh, brand new players that... <laughs> Are are waiting to do hack and slash and or think that that you know this is what's going to happen? How you solve a problem? Yeah, I I agree. I'm just saying because well,
1: you explained that I think, and I think most people will will understand that. Especially like if they're brand new to role playing, the the idea of hack and slash isn't probably foremost in their mind. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. Now, what they
0: what what they've been exposed
1: to? That's true. There's so many things that people have been exposed to as far as RPGs and stuff. Uh and again, uh, what I like about it is the, the system is really simple, it's 2d6 and six-sided dice doesn't like make people go what the heck is that when they, you know, instead of a 20-sided die and a four-sided, they everybody knows what a six-sided die is.
0: I totally disagree. I think that if you hand them polyhedral dice, they're gonna fall in love and never leave.
1: <laughs> well, there's that, but some people are like, "What's that?" I mean, it just makes it more foreign. Where if you roll, if you bust out the six sided dice, it's something they know. It's something from Monopoly. And-
0: there's six sided dice in D anD.
1: d Not very ready. I'm just saying. Okay, so did you want to say anything else about Liminal?
0: It's a good game. I yes. I would. Um, I'm not sure that I agree with all that is for beginners because I would feel uncomfortable or not uncomfortable. I might feel nervous about trying to run a, a mystery game for beginners. Maybe a, in one way it's it would be really cool, but in another way cuz mystery games are harder f- to me mm-hmm. because you never know what the players are going <laughs> to think and you, the clues have to really be you have to really make sure that they get them so that they can follow the way that they should to figure out the mystery. Although I guess it would be, I don't know. I still, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about mystery games for beginners, but.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. I I understand, right, right, right. Well, <laughs> my next game for beginners is Tales from the Loop, which is also a mystery game where you solve mysteries and investigate. Uh, but as children in the 80s, it never was. So I really like this game. Again, the concepts are pretty easy because you use six-sided dice. Hey, another six-sided die game. Uh, There's no strange polyhedrals.
0: Do all of the games that you are suggesting only have
1: six-sided dice? You know what, I I didn't think about it, but you're right. I just realized that they all do use six-sided dice. And I've said it before, and I've done it it twice now at two, two game conventions. Tales from the Loop is the only game I've ever gone to a convention and have the people who are playing the game make the characters right there on the spot. This time it took a little bit longer took like 20 minutes 25 and uh the players had there was two adults three adults if i include steve and uh it's (laughs) always hard to include four young people and (laughs) we talked about that i talked about that in a previous episode of i'm not sure how old they were but they made characters and they were off and running and they had the the younger people and i'm I'm saying the average age was maybe 19 to 20. Who knows what they really were? But anyway, uh, we'll say 15 to 25. That covers a good range. And they had only played Pathfinder Society, which I thought was kind of strange. Parents had the, the the dad they were with their dads, and they were they were experienced. They had played a few other games, but mainly they had played Pathfinder. Okay. Tales from the Loop is a playing in the 80s that never was. as a super easy mechanic. You get your, uh, I've explained it before, but you get your attribute, you add your skill, that's your dice pool of six-sided dice. You roll all those six-sided dice, however that may be. Uh, usually the skills and the attributes are range, range between one and five. So you could have like, well, you could have an attribute of one and a skill of zero, and you would roll one die. And then up to, up to if you have ten, five and five, up to ten dice. Maybe even 12 if you have your, your special item. And you roll that many dice, and if you roll a six, boom, you succeed. If you roll any more than that, you succeed with a little bit of extra whatever. If you're running a race, you when you win, but then you win with like maybe a faster time than you would normally, and stuff like that. It's super easy. You're solving the, a mystery. They call it. So it
0: is a little different than just the the two D six system, which the two D six system is pretty cool because. You just have to get one number over right. a certain amount or under a certain amount. Over, on, over. Okay, over. But the dice pool is kind of cool for... Well, you get a handful of dice yeah. sometimes. It's really hard to get a six sometimes in those handfuls <laughs> the, of dice. When the dice... When you
1: really need when it. When the dice gods say no sixes, and it means no sixes.
0: That's when I want polyhedral dice.
1: Well, that did happen. This one kid, he was uh, what kid, this young person. He had a skill of seven, so he rolled 14 dice. And all because you could push. If you roll all your dice and you still fail, you could call it a push. You could do a push and you collect all those dice and you roll again. And And hopefully you make a six. And if you don't get a six, then you suffer a condition that causes you to a little bit of uh, obstacles.
0: The only thing I disagree with you on about Tales of the Loop being for beginners is that if you're playing with young, young like teenagers okay it's probably not the game for them because they're still teenagers so the idea of, of being a teenager in the 80s isn't going to mean a whole lot to them right or the idea of I understand. it might be a little bit harder as a new game for teenagers where uh-huh. if they're in their 30s or 40s then they you know there's you hearken back to the to your days in the high n- school. nostalgia kicks yeah, in
1: yeah. i think I think you are correct in a certain sense because you have to be removed from high school from that year a bit to be able to look back and go oh yeah you know have this this to
0: appreciate or disdain it it. yeah Yeah.
1: however however people look back on their young early education and remember they're not in high school they they could be in high school I know I'm just saying the characters range from 10 10 to 15
0: I'm just saying that for me I find that a harder game. I, I I was surprised when you picked it for new players because a lot of times new players are are younger. So that's that's my only my only drawback for right. that one for new players. Yes, because exactly. if you're a teenager playing a ten year old is not a big thrill, right? Right. right. Or playing a sixteen year old is not. Well, no, it's f- if you're fifteen. 16, the hard limit is 15 I'm fine. It's fine. Fifteen.
1: <laughs> the people, young people that I played with, didn't seem to have a problem.
0: Steve was probably right. They were probably in their twenties.
1: I can't believe you agree with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was. I thought I still think it's a good game. You're right. Having young players, really young players, let's say. But I don't know. Maybe they would like to play in a world like their own. That's just a little bit different.
0: Yeah, maybe. But I'm gonna go with no.
1: Another thing. Another thing you have to. Uh, you have to. Another thing I realized right now is about about the time period of both these games is that they're both modern games sort of and so you don't have to explain to them or describe to them certain features of the world they already know it right except for the the young people in this group uh that i played with this last time they kept trying to bust out their cell phone in the <laughs> 80s they, and there was no cell phone they're like really i'm like not really I'm see
0: like, Do you see what i'm saying
1: right but then 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 they were like in awe like how did you guys do stuff? <laughs> right? And like they go, How would you go? I go, you would go to a telephone booth telephone booth. Like, booth? <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was eye opening and then They
0: may not have seen a telephone, but they might know know what a payphone is. But remember they stopped using the telephone booths and they just hung the payphones on the wall?
1: Right. Like on a pedestal. There was like yeah, I yeah. remember they were all over the place in yeah. like what is it? Like seven elevens and stuff. Yeah, telephone booths really started leaving probably in the late 70s, right?
0: Yeah, because uh, I think there were still some in the 80s, but not very many. Yeah,
1: the whole little box thing would yeah, close the yeah, door? Yeah. That's so weird that they would have that little booth for that privacy. Was for privacy, yeah. Yeah. Because it's
0: kind of loud outside if you're talking about it. Yeah. Anyway, off subject. I'm wow. Just, I'm just <laughs> saying that that's what I mean by by playing with really? younger younger people that particular game.
1: So you're right. I think some younger people may not have the distance away from high school to appreciate going back, but I, I I don't know these these young people I I don't want to use kids but well
0: they were probably in their early twenties and it was it was I'm not saying that it's a that some of them wouldn't I'm just saying I'm thinking about Augustine and he's 18, almost 19, nineteen and the idea him and Alan might not, not might not really want to do that right they'd be going why am I going to play a teenager. Because they're still teenagers, right? Right. That's just my, my, my thought about new players hmm. on that game. But is it Free League that does that game? Yes. So, but Free League has a lot of other games, different genre games, that yeah, well, use the, the same kind of uh, acting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, aliens.
1: Yeah. Uh, Coriolis, which is a space game. So you, I'm saying I'm, you
0: could use those kind of games might be a little more. So like, for, you know, for you, for to the liking of for teenagers. To, to for teenagers. Yeah, yeah especially alien i can see although because you know teenagers are into horror a lot a lot of people are into horror right Right. and alien is like a (laughs) a icon of horror oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah and in fact i remember i don't know how old they were but they were watching the alien the first movie the boys yeah
0: they were like 13 14
1: yeah was it that old
0: um, maybe maybe 12. 12 I, I they really really wanted to watch it because we found a big aliens. And I'm like, no, and i like, no,
1: you shouldn't watch it because it's rated R movie. And I know people don't care about ra- rating sometimes. It wasn't
0: the rated R part that I think that was 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 getting to you. I think it was the the gory part. The, well, the bursting of the, the chest. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the rated R part. I hate and, to tell you.
0: And I just we were watching at Stephen Kathy's house. Yes. And I just remember Augustine and Alan just the the look on their face when they. The horror of yeah. seeing, of seeing. That. I
1: didn't even, I didn't even see the church burst to come out. Just that guy was screaming and stuff. Yeah, and I think Augustine Augustine
0: after... ran the, out of the room. Yeah, I mean, but they were like young. So
1: I think they were younger than, the, they're more like twelve than. Yeah, later teens. Anyway. It's a rated R movie. It was rated. No, well, it's a we traumatic
0: looked. movie. I don't even like. I'm like, you don't want to watch this. This is not something you want to. Yeah, watch. Yeah,
1: and I was like, why are you guys watching this? movie? And they wanted
0: to see it though. They wanted to see. it. And Kathy's like, they want to see it. Come on, it's okay. oh well,
1: th- that's the first mistake. Listening to those <laughs> people's ratings, they, they could care less. They'll about be ratings. fine. And this no, is, they won't be fine because they'll f- they were both. They were both a traumatized. little traumatized. I think it. Alan even had nightmares for like a couple of weeks. Well, I Didn't think he?
0: that was a different movie. That was Aliens in the Attic that scared him. Those oh, little aliens sorry. really scared him.
1: And that was Rated <sighs> G. You don't think Tales from the Loop is good for beginners, but...
0: No, no. I'm, I'm not saying it's not kids. good for beginners. I'm uh, just saying uh, for teenagers. Yeah. You might, you might want to pick one of the other genres with that kind well, of... Well, adding well, to mechanic dice pulses. What
1: is weird is that I've run that... I run both those games, Tales from the Loop and Liminal. Uh, well, I haven't run both of them at cons and uh, privately, but Tales from the Loop I run at private games and uh, at the con. And uh, I hadn't even thought about, I hadn't even thought about young people playing in, in the Tales from the Loop game.
0: Until they showed up.
1: Well, until they, they showed you, up. You didn't even really think and about And I didn't even think yeah. about it. I yeah. go, okay, this is the way it's gonna be. But I, I, cause I thought it was very interesting that the concepts of the, of the 80s for them, it seemed like for them it was such a long time ago. And yet- they, Well, they weren't alive, so it was a long time well, ago. It was a long time ago. But at the same time, they didn't realize certain things didn't exist. Like well, the cell phone was a big deal. But
0: now that Stranger Things has come out, that is from the eighties, right? Stranger yes. Things, that, and and you see a lot of the iconic stuff. Although I don't know about phone booths and stuff no, like that. No, I mean, no but that, they're running. Well, that is a lights. depiction of a of a, a small town, right? Kind of thing in the eighties.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, you are correct. Somewhere I don't know what it's it's based on, but uh, I like the, I like the time period because it's right before the burgeoning technological boom, and you still had personal computers but they were like really expensive right not everybody had one i mean i think the first personal computer i saw well other than the apple IIe, e which i didn't see in people's houses until well one of my friends had one he had apple uh
0: we had one from 1983 not an apple though it was a tsr
1: that doesn't count as a computer the trash 80 was that
0: not... well my brother was pretty good with it <laughs> <And> could <laughs> program geeky. it and he was a geeky programmer was a total a nerd I had to help okay, him with you're, that code. If you
1: were a Trash 80 owner and actually were able to do stuff with it, it's because you're a total nerd.
0: And we had 16, not 8, but we had the 16, I know it's not gigabytes, 16, what is it? Kilobytes? Yes.
1: Of RAM? Yes. Woo! Not the 8, but the 16 kilobytes. Can you imagine what you could do with And we had a gigabytes? printer.
0: We were the only people. Where How the hell did you get at that? Well, because our friend Bill Hartsfield, he had one, and so and Ricky was we were at their house a lot, and he said Ricky really wanted one, so my mom saved up money and got it for him for Christmas, and wow, that was the, and then we got a printer. So I because I remember in when we moved to Chico in high when I was in high school. Uh, they said, "Can you print it out?" And they're going, "You are going to have to go to the library and blah blah blah." And they had these things at the school, right? And we, uh, I, I just printed it out at home because my brother helped me.
1: Wow, no, I, I didn't. My brother had an, S, an Atari ST, which was pretty cool. It had a tape drive, cassette tape drive. And <laughs> uh, for the people who are older, <laughs> will know what a cassette is. But anyway, it was pretty cool. It had a printer. He had a printer with it. I don't know. And it, and it played games and it it had a pretty cool, uh, it had a word processor, which was really cool because yeah. we could print out stuff. I didn't use it very much to print stuff because I don't know. I just didn't. But for for the, really the first time that I saw like a real computer, personal computer at home, not a trash shady, don't, you know, my experience with trash shady was not as good as yours, I guess, uh, was my friend, uh, I forgot his name, but, uh. Robert, uh, he had a Apple E and he loved that thing. And he was, and he had a modem if, uh, he had a, you know, the modem, uh, that, and he would contact bulletin boards, online bulletin boards, BBS, as they were called, and you could chat with people and download pirated games and stuff that took for days to download. And hopefully nobody picked up the phone and used it in that time period. Anyway, so so there's a there's a huge difference between uh, 1980s and today, right and and I think like I said, the biggest problem they had was, not the problem, but the biggest shock was about cell phones because they didn't re- they, they just re- they didn't think about it and so it made it made the adventure so much different not being able to grab your phone and, and Google something for one right. or go, or call somebody because they're like, "Oh that guy's you know the, your friend is at school and you're at home It'll take you at least 10, 15 minutes to to get to where he's at they're like i'll just call him uh, he's not near a phone and they're like oh that's right there's no cell phones so so it really changes how the mystery is solved and i think somebody said on uh, somewhere i don't know where i read it or i heard it but somebody said that most stories in the past like tv shows and stuff like that that if they had cell phones there would be no tv show because that was a whole part of of the show is that there was a lot of miscommunication. You couldn't get to that person in time to prevent him from doing something. But now you can just call someone and say, hey, don't go into that real house, right? Mm-hmm. Now, whether they listen to you or not, it's totally different, but they, at least they have a warning and stuff where in the old days, try them at home and they're leaving the house and they hear the phone ring and they go, eh, I'm not going to answer the phone. And they walk out and then to their doom or something like that. But, but now... You okay, now that them.
0: we've got a total technological some weird place (laughs) that you
1: went tangent anyway so i really like uh, tales from the loop i've run it twice at conventions they made characters at conventions super easy to make super easy to explain the rules i like it there you go the next one i like is feng shui
0: another 2d 2D 2d6 system
1: yes but it's not quite 2d6 because one's a positive and one's a negative and you add those numbers together and they there's exploding dice <laughs> and they do explode and uh and if you get a negative result or a positive result it, it's added or subtracted to your total skill and that's how it works
0: feng shui is pretty easy character creation because it's all just templates right now it's- it is feng
1: shui 2 is templates feng shui the original feng shui had templates but you you had more control about what you picked and what you didn't pick like there was more choices to make. So you worked off a, a, a template and then there, were, there was just more choices. In the well, new one, you only get like two choices.
0: Right, but, there, but there's so many different things you can choose.
1: Right, which makes making a character really fast. Yeah. Right, so I think I like I liked the old version better for me, because you have more control of the character that you're making. But for well, you getting, still
0: you just take the template and you make it your own.
1: Well, I mean, the old rules, uh, I know, a I'm, added, I'm just saying a bit that, I'm, I'm just that's saying insane. and and the, but for speed of getting the. The people at your table playing and if they don't have characters, then the new way is just super easy and there's a ton of archetypes. Right. You know, right. Those 50 that's two, what they call the ones. templates as archetypes. Right.
0: I think the. For new players, for Feng Shui, if you're going to run a game for them, for new players, I would suggest that you have a bunch of names set out to give them ideas. Like, because that's one of the things in Feng Shui, you have to pick the name for your characters. You're a thief. So one of the things is you pick your name and then you pick your, what is your, what do they call it? Your, the thing that, your motivation, like something. A dramatic, a, hook. A dramatic hook. dramatic yeah. hook. So if you... If you have some like written out that you can pass around to people so they can get ideas, or have them like say, here's like ten dramatic hooks that you could take any kind of version and use, right? Right, right, right. Because that sometimes for new players might stifle them. Yeah, call like, like, them like go like, oh. because uh, and names and Feng because it's a because you're doing you're in in Hong Kong, right? It's a you're doing a action. It's like an action kind of thing, right? right? So giving them some ideas, right? Of, oh yeah, of names and and plot hooks or not plot hooks, some um, dramatic hooks would be easiest to help them get going.
1: Right. No, I totally agree. That's fine because and, because and I, I
0: I've noticed stuff. I've noticed that when you're playing with newer people, those little things that old people who play all the time take for granted, right? And they go, oh, I'm gonna make this character, I see this character, and I'm gonna use, they just have all these, they come up with crazy names in their head, right? But sometimes I'll go, well, what's the name I want to use? <laughs> and then I'll be stuck there for 10 minutes. And just because you're trying to make the character yours. Right. Well, so if you're new, you're like going, uh, I have to come up with a name for this guy. And
1: Well, I think the dramatic hook is probably even harder. Because that
0: one is. That one's a lot.
1: Because uh, what does that mean? Right. What's yeah. the dramatic hook? And then so when you give them, like you said, a good f- at least five examples yeah. of what a dramatic hook is. Hook is... Then they're like, "Oh, okay, something that really sets your character apart, and something that's really uh, means a lot of means a lot to the character."
0: Well, and in the Feng Shui Two book, they have examples of dramatic right. hooks, right. so you could use some of those. Yeah, and but say, those it's very helpful to to be able to to have somebody in front of you saying, "Oh, here you go. Look at these. These are the kind of dramatic hooks that you're looking for." Right. Or you pick one of these. Right. Or right. Change it however you want.
1: And unlike the other two games that I had suggested, this is not necessarily a mystery game, though, usually you're solving something or, you know, obviously in every role playing game, there's a, a challenge that you have to overcome and, but it is an action orientated game, right? Cause yes. it, it's uh, it tries to mimic uh, fantastical, uh, I consider fantastical Hong Kong theater movies, right? Like, uh, whatever, whether it's an action movie or a period piece or kung fu type of, uh, martial artist type of movie it just mixes everything into that into one bucket and just you could be any of those different types of characters and it's, i think it's a lot of fun i loved running that game what i like about it is that it's just really exciting to play because you could do anything you want because it really borders it really bends reality as much as possible
0: because that's what the, those kind of movies do right right
1: Right, and in fact, there's this one of the things that says that you you can just dodge, right? That's one example, and just say you're dodging, you're just I'm going to move out of the way, or you could say, for example, what really is feng shui like is that as you, as the person is shooting at you, you you use the shots to the bullets to step on them and climb higher toward the toward the shooter, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty that's pretty good, uh, that's pretty impressive, and then I'm like. uh it's just pretty neat to, and that's the kind of you know that's kind of stuff that they're, they're shooting for is this high octane, high action, almost well impossible type of things to do in Hong Kong. I mean, it just is, and then racing down the streets and, and shooting and hanging and from chandeliers and swinging and it's just everything is possible in Feng Shui, and I think people really take to that like fish to water. Once they get that concept down, then like then it's then it gets crazy. Which is fun.
0: So what would you do? So, so you, you picked all these games and they're all 2D or 2D6 or 6 or <laughs> dice six pools dice. for 6 sided yeah. dice. What would you do if, if the new people that you wanted to do are going, I heard about this game called D&D and I want to play it. Then you, I, I think that you could, I mean, or Pathfinder, right?
1: <laughs> okay, Pathfinder probably wouldn't run them through Pathfinder because uh, it's, it's just too, too crunchy. Too cr- it's too crunchy for me. Now I've gotten lazy and don't want to crunch all those numbers or invent all those numbers to crunch. But D&D is, I think D&D for for the most part, it's simple enough that you could run new players through it, especially with the popularity that it has. A lot more people would be interested in D&D to run, and I think that kind of enthusiasm is helpful. I would obviously use pre-generated characters Absolutely. and uh, the starter set. I think that one there's an essential set and a starter set. I forget which one's which ones they say is more useful than the other. But what, whichever one, I'm sorry, I don't know which one, but one of them, I think it's the, the starter set has like pre-made characters in it. They're printed on these nice glossy sheets of uh, paper and they, they literally tell you what to roll for what. And where you could just, as a GM, you can just tell them the basic mechanic of how the the d20 mechanic works, and then explain to them you know what the adventure is about or what it's like, what you can do and what you can't do, because people think oh it's a fantasy game. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump from this hill all the way 2,000 feet to the other hill. Well, I'm They're afraid like, you can't do that. No, no, there, there's still some things in reality right there's some maybe you can you can uh,
0: the laws of physics may apply
1: right maybe you can dimension door that way far but she can't jump that but far not right? as a first level character yeah probably not as a first level character but i think the, the i've heard that 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 kind of uh that set is pretty cool the adventure uh i think the lost minds of found Fal- 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 or whatever is supposedly really good there's certain sections of it that are kind of slow and boring that people don't like about it or I would probably come up with my own. Yeah. I really uh, would. Something's, uh, some, yeah. Something really simple that yeah. doesn't take a long time to start to finish. And you could just steal like things from anything, right? The, uh, the, a popular one is a caravan thing. Yeah. You know, uh, caravan. But again, depending on how much time you have and, and how, much, how many players you have and how well they progress, uh, I would make it a really short adventure.
0: I would say four hours. Yeah, four advanced. hours,
1: and yeah, that would be a short adventure. And four hours passes by really fast if, in, especially if you get into combat, because combat does take a little bit longer in uh, in D anD D than let's say Feng Shui. Or-
0: and when you are in combat, when you hit somebody with your sword, you get to pick a different die and and roll it.
1: Right. So, so you're not stuck the, with the six so sided, not, so boring six just, sided dice.
0: You're not just, and I'm not, I'm not against six sided dice. I like them. I'm just saying that you know it might hook the people more and uh, the. Make but it more exciting.
1: I was there was a time where I didn't like six sided dice games because I thought they were boring. Because I'm like, uh, why should I just use six sided? There's, there's, there's all these other dice. There's all these other dice. I love the twelve cider. <laughs> uh, I love that thing. The ten, the the twenty, the d four. You
0: get to throw a magic missile and you need a, a magic missile, and then you get to roll this d four. Yeah, right? cow chop!
1: <laughs> Don't step on that thing. So I think there's a lot other games that are simple that you can use for new players. The ones I picked these the reason I picked these is because I've actually ran them and I've actually ran them for people who have never played before and it they work right they work you really well. You
0: could probably run any game, although I would stay away from the really crunchy ones, for yeah. very new beginners. If you're really familiar with it and you create the characters and explain it easily, right.
1: Yeah, there's some games that are not like that though.
0: Well, yeah, no. I want to go and I want to jump into Shadowrun or anything like that.
1: Shadowrun 5th edition <laughs> at least cuz that's the one we have experience with. I think maybe the first edition because the first edition is these D- d6 dice pools and if you kind of like I don't know, uh, change the rules a little bit or make it just some a simpler type of game. I want to do it. I put, you could probably do it that way, but I don't know. The 5th edition rules is really a mind bender. Now, there's other games that, that mimic that cyberpunk uh, magic setting.
0: I, I would say if you have new players, whatever genre they like, That's you could true. probably like pick a game to go with it. And if they want to play D&D, which a lot of people these days do right. because they, they see it and they right. or they've heard about it or their friends are playing it, do a simple adventure and let them learn it. And then say, there's these other games, too. Let's try this one. Right,
1: right. Yes I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind running D& d for beginners, a uh, fifth edition anyway, and uh, but I would definitely uh you know, like I said, run a real simple game, uh, have pre-made characters and I wouldn't just like if you're having four players, I wouldn't just make four characters I would make: I would make eight characters I would make eight characters so people have a real a real amount of uh, what is it?
0: And a lot of times I, I'm choice. choice a lot of that's times the rake. Um, I would say that, you know, if, if if it's new people, it's always good to have somebody who already knows how to play the game play with the party.
1: That's helpful, yes.
0: And that way, you know, they can see somebody doing the actual role playing, right? Versus.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, it's <laughs> because helpful. Because it, it's
0: hard to, I don't know, that's just my idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, especially if they're a good role player and they role play a lot and they're like, oh, this guy's like. But you don't want to show up to new players either. So, like, intimidate them by, oh, I'm speaking in yeah, you, yeah. Elizabethan accent.
0: So pick pick the person wisely.
1: Yes. Good idea. Anyway, so there's a lot of games you can go out there and and pick for new players to run. Uh, I've just picked these because they're just the first ones that came to mind. And I think they're pretty exciting games. I think they they come. Uh, there's more to role playing than just hack and slash games. And that's probably another reason why I picked these. Because I know two of them are mysteries and one of them is action Hong Kong theater.
0: Yeah, which RPG. is going to be hack and slash, sort
1: of. Hack and slash, well, but you could also a have lot mysteries. Mooks to kill. And, <laughs> yeah, you could go through mooks. Yes, and uh, and it's you know it's like I said, it's a classic. Uh, I think almost everybody has seen one you know, one of these type of movies like.
0: Uh, Any one anything with Jackie Chan, Jackie or, Chan, or um, Jet Li, Michelle Yao,
1: Michelle Yo, Yo. Yao, Yao Yao. And then from there, you know, you got the uh, Chow Young Fat. Yes. And uh, and though some of his movies, like the what's it, the, the replacement Colors is basically grounded on, on the reality, the action sequences and the the gonzo gun shooting is very reminiscent of uh, of the action Hong Kong theater movies that, Feng Shui tries to emulate. Yes. So uh, take your pick uh get a game and run from somebody new who wants to get into RPGs cuz it's a pretty fun hobby.
0: There you go. This is gaming perspectives with Saul. Angeline.
1: <laughs> and you have a good day.